Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th and the 20th of July. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And welcome to Spooky Sundays, all of you spooksters, parastalkers, grand poobars, night stalkers, what else do we call them, Renata? Frightfully good people. Frightfully good people. Welcome to our Sunday show, every Sunday, 8 till 10pm, with your hosts, Anne Rekovich, which is myself, and... Renata Daniel, which is... Tweety's grandma. Oh, don't. (laughs) Don't start. Now... We're only in the show three minutes. Don't, <laughs> don't start. Now, look, we, we do have to warn you. Um, I'm in a weird mood. So, uh, God help Renata is all I can say. <laughs> She's going to need it tonight. But I have just come back from a delightful trip into the snowy mountains up to Taramurra. Not Taramurra. Taramurra. Tumba Where I found a really good cup of coffee. I seriously found... Oh, good for you. I know. It was great. And I I stayed in a three-bedroom house with my two puppy dogs in a vineyard all by myself because my bloody husband cancelled our holiday, but I went without him. Um, But it was a great time. It was freezing cold. The first two days, the sun was shining and the birds were singing and it was glorious. And then the weather changed and it was howling and it was whistling through the windows and even my dogs got a little scared with the noise. But it was glorious. I loved it. I built a fire and I had a bottle of wine that lasted me four nights. I had a glass every night. Oh, amazing. I know. I know. How was amazing. your week? Super. Yeah, great. <laughs> Did you miss me? Yeah, of course I missed you. Just as well. Mm. Okay. What have you got for us? I've got a story. Oh, I've got, hallelujah. I've got news of the week. Oh, bloody so hell. News Good on you, Renata. The week is all about a, home, a haunted hotel which has broken the Guinness World record for the biggest Hawaii board. Hawaii? Hawaii board. <laughs> and with some of the people we had this weekend, you when, be careful. when they saw our Ouija board <coughs> that we had in one of the cells at Maitland Jail, they freaked out. Or did they? Did they oh, have a minor meltdown, they, did they? They absolutely freaked out. Did they out throw holy water on as, it? As if, I don't know, Satan himself had appeared in front of them. Well, it was in Satan's cell. Yeah, it was. But honestly, I kind of just. I went, okay, all right. Did they, they run out of the room? Yeah, they did. And oh, they they yes. stood outside. They stood outside. They couldn't cope. Oh, and it's I, a piece I mean, of cardboard, I mean, guys. Full on meltdown. Full on melt, meltdown. So I, I don't know how this hotel actually gets people inside of it. Yeah. yeah anyway, so let me. They might have more knowledge. I, I just wanted to tell you that um, this news report uh, is written by Susie Beaver. Oh, good on you, Miss Beaver. <laughs> so when Blair Murphy spotted an old hotel being sold on eBay, as you do, the American thought it was a steal. 
Little did he know it came with a much more sinister price tag. The Grand Midway Hotel in Pennsylvania is a former coal mining hotel that's now a permanent home, complete with an array of ghosts and the world's biggest Hawaija board. Hawaija! Mysterious noises are frequently heard. Is it the planchette dragging across the roof? Oh, that would be magnificent. <laughs> you put it on wheels, wouldn't you? So you'd when it, when the wind came through, whatever, it just move. You'd have to have a, a camera on it yeah, all the time to see if it. Yeah. <gasps> oh, we're ideas people. We are. I know. Mysterious noises are frequently heard and apparitions seen inside the creepy property, which has been adorned with taxidermy heads and unsettling portraits of ghosts. Yes, the rooms are creepy as all crap. Duck. Yes. And while it may not be a hotel first and foremost, those brave enough can pay $150... American. That's a bargain. Oh, that's 5,000 Australian, yeah. (laughs) For a spooky sleepover. If you can make it through the night, that is. Do you get a T-shirt if you make it through the night? Probably not. We do like our T-shirts. There is a Frankenstein suite, and it has pictures of of Frankenstein. It's got surprise. It's got a mummy in the corner. She's all wrapped up in in like. Does she bake your dinner or make sandwiches? And there's or a there's a uh, four poster bed and all of that. I'm just looking at the picture right now. Uh, many end up leaving the hotel early for unexplained reasons. Oh, hello. It could be because it's shit. I don't uh, know. Oh, did you just I, swear on I'm radio? Just, sorry, I could recall countless ghost encounter stories from folks who have stayed the night here. Blair told Guinness World Records, "It's actually been a fascinating place to live." Was this Blair Beaver? No, no, no. Sue Beaver, sorry. Yes, sorry. I'm getting my beavers muddled. It's actually been a fascinating place to live. Oh, I've just said that again. For those who do make it to the bedroom... Oh, however, there's a choice of eight to sleep in. I stop at the weirdest places. You do. Your pauses really suck. All of which are themed from a vampire room leading to a secret room of coffins to a magician's room, which can only be entered by pushing through a secret bookcase. (gasps) There's a place in uh, Northern Ireland where you go through the secret bookcase and they hang you. Yes. Crumlin Road Jail. Scariest of all, the suites is the canopy room, decked out in austere Victorian-style decor and containing a creepy life-sized doll. A goth's dream provided you're not off, put off by the numerous reports of apparitions and ghosts being touched by unknown... Oh, 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 and... (laughs) (laughs) Let me start again. I don't know if I like that sentence with something about being touched and beaver. I don't want to put all that in one uh, sentence. No, it sounded like the apparitions were being touched, but let me go again. Yeah, you paused in the wrong spot again. A goth's dream provided you're not put off by the numerous reports of apparitions and guests being touched by unknown entities. Most terrifying of all, though, is the basement. Once were exploited coal, where cold miners. <laughs> I even gave you a coffee, Renata. <laughs> oh, once where exploited coal miners were forced to sleep top to toe, rumours are rife of a child's body having once been buried down there. Only one brave soul has ever slept down there since Blair took over. Oh, they're already commenting on how bad my. <laughs> 
first story is, Graham Midway's eccentricities don't end inside, however. Venture outside and you'll find the world's largest Ouija board emblazoned on the third floor roof. Taking weeks to finish, the 21-metre board was created by Blair and then-girlfriend Camille Zamboni during a lull in paranormal activity at the property. And oh, darling, we've got a lull. Let's paint a Ouija board. That sounds like fun. And since has claimed the Guinness World Book record for the largest in the world. While another board has reportedly since been created, beating Grand Midways in size, this one currently still retains the official world record. Well, as we know, ladies, it's not size that matters. No. Complete with a giant planchette, players can use the board to attempt to contact the dead. (gasps) That would be so much fun. The irony of this one being that the original creator of the Ouija board William Fould died after falling from a third floor building. After finishing the board, Camille said the couple began noticing strange occurrences and in one chilling event they awoke one night to hear her son screaming despite the fact that he was not staying there that night. Oh, what? I don't know. That's a a crisis projection of mm, of a voice, yeah? It seemed to kick things up into an entirely new level of paranormal activity, she said. We were seeing floating people and hearing voices and even the hotel pets were flipping out and reacting to unseen forces. Our dreams were pretty wild. This hasn't put off Blair, though, who admits he loves the supernatural goings-on at his home. He has since doubled up on his efforts, creating the world's largest tarot card, too. Good on you. Nothing like having the biggest of everything. Yeah, Blair collaborated with painter Terence Kaufman in 2017 to create the 21-foot, 1-inch long, 16-foot wide card, which is now suspended from the ceiling of the first floor library. It's going to fall on someone and (coughs) kill them, isn't it? Yeah, they both chose the universe card from the Toth deck or Thoth deck. For purists, which symbolises positivity and satisfaction. It represents good fortune and reward for one getting out of life what someone has worked hard for. Fancy staying there? You still can. Although Blair warns budding ghost hunters not to forget to pack their charger. Very often guests claim their camera batteries drain within an hour of entering the hotel Due to the ghosts. Yeah, half added. the times so they haven't clicked it on properly or forgot to turn it on at the PowerPoint. Well, and they just shush. Find the ghosts. Just shush. That's the negative the Nancy in me tonight. I did oh. warn you all. Don't say I didn't warn you. But, but wouldn't you love to go and play with that Ouija board? Oh, I'd like to go and touch it. <gasps> touch it. Touch it, you, touch it, touch it. You could do um, a drone up above it and, you know, play with the Ouija board and see what it would spell. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice indeed. So we're, we're the thunking people tonight. We've got all the thunks. Mm. Um, I, now, we have to hand out the first award for tonight, mm-hmm. the first text that came through. Yep. Uh, and it actually goes to Kerry who texted us yesterday. Oh, good on you, Kerry. <laughs> on the phone yesterday at 8.30pm. Just wanted to say, you bombshells, that I started listening to the Spooky Sundays podcast from the beginning and I'm loving it even more and learning heaps. So a big thank you to you both for being you. Don't stop. Love and sparkles always, oh, Kerry. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Kerry. Oh, look, Bless see, you. We love getting messages like that because it means we finally find out that somebody's listening out there. So if you're listening and you're enjoying it, 
84886. If you're not enjoying it, you can tell us that too. <coughs> you missed a number. Did I? Yes. 0490 84886. 0490 Right. Okay. We've had another little quick message because we've got our gorgeous Zena. Catherine, thank you. Good evening. Let the fun begin. Yay. She was quick off the ball tonight as well, as was Robert. Robert was there as well. And, uh, oh. Touch it, touch it, touch it, touch me. Yeah, he wants to know how the hell are they going to shuffle those cards. Oh, yeah, there's dear. only one. It's fine. All right, we'll get to Becca Lee's uh, little question, comment after this. But right now we are going to head to a song. And as I said, we've got Sky's selection of songs tonight. And uh, I think it was her. And uh, she has chosen a Billie Eilish song for our first one for the evening. You should see me in a crown. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And it's Spooky Sundays with your hosts Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live Radio. Uh, and we've got a little funny that just came in and I have to repeat it. Mm. Now that song that we just played was Billie Eilish, You Should See Me in a Crown. <laughs> and Robert just suggested that could be Chucky's favourite new song. Yeah, it could be. You should see me in a crown because he's finally getting the chance to put it oh, on. Oh, he's waited a very long time. He's been very patient. Very, very patient. Yeah. Poor old Liz. But do you know what really does disgusted me um half 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 paranormal half paranormal absolutely uh, disgusting yeah yeah i think everyone kind of more or less agrees on that yep uh so this is a um and they've got a big following so you know if you're following them think about it um they tend to as soon as somebody famous dies immediately have a spirit box session and contact them to talk to them yeah um and it's just riding the 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 wave of um social media that is is happening around that particular name at the time and they're just doing it for likes and money grab really i think it's really disgusting and what's your thoughts on those guys let us know if you think it's appropriate to um contact someone like the queen who has just passed and do a spirit box session and claim that you've made contact with her he apparently did that with olivia as well yep yep mm. I, yeah, 0490-84886. Let us know your thoughts. But I have got a listener story for us this evening. Okay. Let's now, go. Now, we'll say that's Katie. So I'll just give you a little bit of background about this gorgeous person who reached out. They said they stumbled across our YouTube and listened to the po- podcast, and they appreciate very much what we do. Awesome. Thank you. I like that. It's a good start. Um, they've had many experiences from a very young age, and they used to see spirits and ghosts as a little girl. It reminded me me of your story Uh, and her dad still talks about her talking to her imaginary friends to this day she doesn't have the heart to tell him that she was actually talking to their ancestors Mm -hmm. now the way she found Mm -hmm. this out was that she used to talk to um there was three gentlemen and one of them was her grandfather who was confirmed by a psychic and he's been the protector uh, there was two other gentlemen, one in 1920s-style clothing and one in Victorian clothes. She has vague memories of them smiling um, and throughout her childhood in the garden, but blocked the ability to see spirits around the age of three because they saw something that scared them. Mm, yeah. So that happened to you as well, yeah. but you didn't block it. You didn't know at that stage how to block it, I suppose. No. And, uh, you just tried to live with it. Um, so... 
Yeah, so they've had very many, many, many experiences, but she wanted to share one in particular with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is Clarendon House in Tasmania, and I looked up a picture of it, and I popped it onto the Newcastle Live group uh, on Facebook, and it looks very much like um, one of the plantation houses. Mm, I've been to Clarendon House. Oh, have you? Yeah. Was it nice? Yeah. Oh, well, let's see if you can relate to this story. So she said, my mum and I went to Launceston, Tasmania. You didn't take me when we went. Cow. Um, I'm not talking to you, Katie. I'm talking to Renata. Because <laughs> we went to Launceston. <coughs> you can check out those videos on YouTube. They're, they're quite funny with they me are. talking to the judgy cows and getting stuck behind <laughs> some great big thing on the road. Anyway, um, we arrived in the afternoon and had enough time to do some something touristy. We both love visiting historical houses, so we decided to visit Clarendon House in Evandale. It was about 4pm, an hour before closing. We were welcomed by a friendly lady who offered us a cup of tea and a biscuit. <sighs> Was it a nice vovo? Oh, no, we like our ice vovo. You know, I'm actually not that big on ice vovos. I, I would eat them, but after Barb made those ice vovos, I can't have anything but her ice vovos now. Yes. Uh, no, I'm going on keto tomorrow. Uh, we were seated on a small coffee table in the hallway. I noticed a pencil rolled on the table the lady was working at and she and heard her say, oh, that must be Eliza, as she grabbed the pencil. I thought it was an odd comment, but dismissed the thought as it was time we had a look at the house. We started with the downstairs rooms, which had the sitting rooms and the dining room. Next was the bedrooms. We started with the master's room, which had a strong male energy. We then saw the boys' room. When we went into the nursery, there were old dolls. Don't we love old dolls? We love old dolls. You've got a good collection now. I do. Uh, The lights started to flicker. And I thought of how the National Trust probably struggling to maintain the old buildings or pay their electricity bill, probably. Mm -hmm. Finally, we reached the ladies' room. It smelled of old perfume and had a mustiness despite its very clean condition. I was compelled to walk to the window that overlooked the garden. As I was looking out the window, I suddenly, as I was looking out the window, I suddenly had a sensation of being hit in my stomach. I was thrown forward and lost my vision. It all happened in a second. When my vision returned, I felt incredibly dizzy and disoriented. I looked at my mother, who looked shocked. She started to ask me what had happened, and I said, We need to go, and I ran for the stairs. Whoever struck me wanted me out of that room. When we were in the garden, I tried to recover my strength and took gentle breaths. Here mum told me that she thought the spirit was going to throw me out of the window. Oh, oh I've got goosebumps. Mm. I, searched, I researched the property that night and found out the lady of that room was a Mrs. Eliza Cox. Now, remember the other lady said, oh, that must be Eliza when the pencil went rolling across yes, the table? Yes, The next day, we were in Evansdale, and I happened to find her grave. I am sure she wasn't there, but I felt compelled to apologise to her for storming into her room so near to closing time. As someone who worked with the public, I do know how annoying it is when people barge in at the end of the day. 
Now, she has a little side note there. There have been investigators at Clarendon House who have had some EVP of James and Eliza Cox talking to their children and talking to the investigators. And she did write to the National Trust of their experience but did not receive a reply. And yes... It probably was Eliza that was rolling that pencil. Wow. Isn't it a great That's story? A good story, yes. Yeah, so thank you, Katie, yep. for sending that through. Uh, we do love to hear people's uh, uh, stories, mm-hmm. particularly when it's more than three sentences. Yes. You, you give us a nice, big, juicy story, a bit of backstory yes. there. And, yes. Um, if you'd like to send us something like that, please do. Um, that's yeah. that's the thing. People will say, "Oh, I've got a story," um, which is fabulous, absolutely. But it could only be two sentences, and that kind of just doesn't make a enough for no. example to put into a book or something. Yeah. You know, if you're writing about a, a particular space, uh, you need a story with at least that much information as uh, Katie yeah. sent in. Um, we just can't publish anything that's like. Two two lines. Yeah. We need to fill out an eight-minute segment. <laughs> um, oh, but, like, I'm thinking of um, – because I'm in the process of writing another uh, book on Newcastle ghost stories. Yeah. But it's – you know, when people say, yeah, I've got something that's happened to me and then they, they will send you less than a paragraph. Yeah. I, I, I can't do anything oh, with it. The other night I woke up at 2 a.m. and I saw a shadow. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all you get. And it's like, oh, and can I, I get more I than that? Yeah, I can't do anything because I like to research and I like to see whether in um, in history anything else has happened on that site that relates. Yeah, And I have found that there have been um, like hauntings in particular sites over many, many years, some of them being reported in the local newspapers. And you can sort of go back 50, 60, 70 years and find a story of a haunting in exactly the same space that someone's just had a haunting mm. recently. Mm. And that's that's really, like, fabulous. I really love that. All right. Well, we've got a little shout-out here from Becca Lee. Hello, my favourite aunties. Is there a recommended time to wait before trying to reach out to someone after they have passed? Love tuning in to both of you every week. Celebrated my birthday yesterday with some true hauntings and ordered your Isaac Clare's new T-shirt as a birthday present to myself. Oh, Happy birthday, Becca you. Lee. So is there a, a recommended <coughs> amount of time to wait? No, there's not a recommended time to wait, but I always I have always said to people, just give it a give it a little bit. You're still grieving so badly, which is bringing up so many emotions and the particular person that has passed also it's like you know would they kind of say they're not even in the ground yet they're not cold yet uh, and I know that's a horrible thing to say but if that's something that's been said for years yeah. and years and years they're not even cold yet you're, yeah. you're doing this already yeah. Give them time. Give yourselves time for that transition to happen and for it to sort of come back to a space where, you know, you're you're functioning. I, I know from someone's point of view when they've lost someone that they cherish um, that they're so desperate to make contact with them because their loss is so great. Yeah. Um, but my suggestion is give it some time. Yeah, just give it some time. I reckon ask them to send you a sign and make it a specific sign. When you're ready for me to reach out and talk to you, can you um, have two purple butterflies fly past me or something like that? You know, something something that's very specific uh, but doable. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, I want to see a Tasmanian tiger walk past me. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, pick something that's doable. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. And it's time for some spooky chat. And do you know what I realised during the break as I went for a scroll through the phone, Renata? Yes. We actually had an even earlier first mm-hmm. than I expected. We had a, our first message for this show back on Wednesday. Ooh. See, they were probably listening to the, the Spooky podcast. Sundays podcast. So this just proves if you're listening to the podcast and you want to text your question into 0490 we do get them yes. and we will answer them, even yes. if you want to just have a shout out. So this person doesn't say who they are, but they said, hi, ladies, this didn't happen to me, but my brother saw my dead uncle on his birthday when he was about five. He woke up on his birthday asking a my older brother was standing over him while he was asleep he replied no some so was so my little was little brother I assume that is was confused what do you think of this mm. well dead uncle on the birthday yeah. they're just popping in to say happy birthday they are they are yeah and maybe and that was a favorite uncle of that particular mm-hmm. child as well five year old very very um, still open to receiving messages and feeling that it's probably nothing really weird as little ones do and um, what a beautiful thing yeah. to have happen. And I would have loved how that would have confused the hell out of Bonnie, who was running (laughs) her show, going, why am I getting somebody to text me about dead uncles? Mm. (laughs) Shout out to Bonnie, who is our station manager and producers, our Spooky Sunday podcast (sighs) and True Hauntings podcast. Don't know what we'd do without her. Um, Maxine has an opinion on uh, the Huff thing. She thinks, I think it's disturbing because they still have not been gone for long. Uh, And she also says, hi, ladies. I love, love the Spooky Sunday and you both. Oh, Maxine, thank you so much. Now, I haven't listened to that recording that Huff made. It is up. Um, I know he's gone quite um, spiritual of late. Spiritual? And, and he's... Oh, we found Jesus before his, and, his, and dumped all of the, yeah. the paranormal stuff because yeah. it was all demonic and now he's come back. Yes. Uh, his crystals, my, his crystals are a little money. bit bigger than they used to be. Oh, are they? Yes. Um, but... Is that but, a euphemism for something else? Uh, I don't know. Um, but um, I, I haven't heard it, so I, I can't actually judge him. Yeah, I'm, on I'm what judging has, on clickbait headings. Yeah, on what he has created. But uh, I think it's kind of, yeah, really distasteful. Yeah. And look, you've got to remember there are living people involved, um, their family, Mm. and how do they feel Mm. that randoms Mm -hmm. are saying they're talking to the Mm. Queen or their loved ones in this case? Yes, because it's not something that he would have had permission to do. No, no. Um, anyway, we've got Jodie, um, and she said, Huff Paranormal, absolutely disgraceful, no respect whatsoever, it's disgusting. Uh, we've got Sergey, who said, um, Auntie's just wondering, if it's a giant board, does that mean you could just stand or sit on the edges and not touch the planchette with your hands, like since it's on the board as well, would it still work? I don't know. I haven't seen the size of it. Um, I do have a picture on um, the Newcastle 
live radio Facebook community page. I saw one it that is was big. the whole top of a, a yeah. building. Uh, and I think you would still have to, and this is this is a thing that gets us uh, a lot of um, bad publicity bad with regard to the planchette and having to touch the planchette. Because when we see those fabulous movies on TV or in documentaries, a planchette works on its own you're not touching it and it sort of zooms over the board yep. and makes these words and everything but uh, in most cases like 99.95 percent uh, someone has to be touching that planchette for the bloody thing to move well as i say we are the battery yeah and so we always get a lot of flack to say oh those old birds are pushing that planchette the old biddies they're, they're pushing that planchette, but you know, in actual fact, that's that's how it is made to work. Yeah, it's made to well, we're work. We're not pushing it by people, but we're in contact with it. it. Yeah. yeah, by people touching the planchette. So even though it is a small, is a, a huge board with a huge planchette, um, I think sitting on the side would not make it work. You would still have to, in some way, um, stand over it or put your hands on it um, for it to work. Yeah, mm. so I Unless think sitting on it, kind of sitting on it is a um, uh, non-energetic move. It's a, like almost a dampening move, mm. whereas placing your hands on it, it gives it the freedom to move. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, unless it's kind of solar powered. <laughs> Demonic powered, many yeah. people would say. Um, and now, hang on, I've got to get back over here. Attempting to contact the Queen is not a good look, just exposing themselves, says Lisa. Mm. Hi, Lisa. That's I'm true, glad Lisa. they finally found you the other night. Um, yes, and sorry about that, Robert. Yes, that was the a radio edit of that song, and they did cut it off before they got to uh, that part. <laughs> Uh, all right. Now, we're going to have to go to the song a little bit early because we've got a couple of big songs that have been chosen leading up to the news. It's actually almost 12 minutes worth of so- two songs. What? 12 minutes? Oh, they're almost six minutes each. Wow. So, um, yeah, we've, we've doesn't leave us with much time. But we need some more questions, guys. So... Uh, Text through your shout-out or let us know what you think of the show. Let us know any topics you'd like us to cover, any questions that yeah. you have. I've got one for the listeners. All right, what? Do you think that the full moon makes things spookier and do you think that there is a greater opportunity for psychics and mediums to connect with the dead when it's the full moon? Send us in what you think your comments, text them in on 0490 We can talk about that when we come back. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And it's a full moon out there. And are all of you wonderful spooksters howling your heads off it, at it like Auntie Renata is? I caught her looking oh. at it before. Just howling like Sherpa. Anyone else watch Sherpa on YouTube? My dog loves it. He howls all the way through. All right. So, um, Renata, you were talking about the moon. Yes. Yes. I'm wondering if people think whether um, the full moon actually has anything to do with uh, stronger paranormal activity or not. 
we have gone out on paranormal investigations during the full moon. Um, I remember one very, very clearly that we did at um, Q Station Manly, and it went off like something like a frog in a sock (laughs) never experienced before that was a crazy night and we actually did a bit of a ritual to begin with too to try and um bring the spirits in yeah so was it the ritual that we did or was it the fact that it was a full moon we had too many variants to be able to determine which was that was successful in a scientific experiment you only want to work on one variable uh, or one lack of variables just one thing to prove yes or no but Two things, Renata. Yeah. You, you've, you've done it now. Yeah. Um, what's Maxine say here? Uh, here's one for you both. On YouTube, people do the 3 a.m. challenge. Do you believe in it? Yes or no? And why? I've not actually heard of the no, 3 a.m. challenge. I've, I've had to Google this to find out. And um, so I'm just reading off what's on here. It says, um, challenges that participants are given can include calling strangers on the telephone, calling God to speak to them and playing the fidget spinner to see if a ghost or spirit from the other side responds on camera. Oh, that sounds just weird. I, let me tell you, if somebody called me at 3am in the morning, they would be getting a demonic spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Um, does anyone know about these challenges? I'm, I'm looking at uh, a whole lot of YouTube things. Um <coughs> But I can't actually see anything that's written about these three. We've seen the taco challenge. Oh, God. you want to do the taco challenge? I I'm, want to do I the taco just, challenge. I just look. Send think in, it's send in a yes, please on zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six if you want Anne and I to do the taco right. challenge. And I will uh, do the taco like. challenge if we do it with whipped cream rather than water in our mouth. No, there's nothing to spit. I would just swallow you the whipped cream. No, the, the I, I would just swallow. The, you squirt I, whipped cream I, in my mouth or swallow it, right? You say I spit. <laughs> anyway, um, what's, what's Lisa got there? Universe works in mysterious ways. Maybe a full moon does attract spirits with the heightened energy and presence. Very alluring. I know what happens on a full moon with me. I get my camera out and I put it on to night mode and I just keep taking photos left, right and centre because it is the most amazing photos on a full moon. It looks like it's daylight. Mm. It's cray cray. Now, I'm finding a lot of interesting games I have never seen before and I think maybe we will play some of these during our Halloween night Oh, because they're very interesting. Um, I've not... Stop it, you people. Stop saying to do it. I've, I've, see, there you go. Thank you, everyone. We've got to do the taco at least, challenge. At least I won on the Christy G spot. <laughs> <laughs> I sabotaged that. Oh. Uh, yeah, but if anyone has um, heard of this 3am challenge and knows what games are played, um, then, yeah, it's yeah, this is quite interesting. Uh, there's even Pinterest boards about this. I have never heard of it before. Mm, well, thank you so much, Maxine, for letting us know about that because that's something we just had no idea. Yes. We'll have to do it on the uh, sleeper, not sleepover, the all-nighter, a challenge, the 3 a.m. challenge. Oh, yes. There you go. Yes, the 3 a.m. challenge. We we'll can, have a whole hour I of 3 a.m. I can do it StreamYard live. Yes. And we can cross to each person, each group <laughs> as they're doing their challenge. I'm Bags being at headquarters switching the cameras. <laughs> 
it's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays. You are listening to Anne and Renata in the studio at Newcastle Live Radio. Did you miss us? Yeah, that was um, a big, big break. Yeah. I even ran out to the loo. Managed to have a wee break. Oh, no, this this sounds really weird. I've, we we switch part way through, mm-hmm. and um, Renata's now on the desk. Mm-hmm. God help us all. Um, and oh, I'm oh. sitting on her chair, and her chair's really low. So I feel like you know when you you've got the family dinner and you put the kids at the little table, the little yeah. kiddies tea table. Yeah. I feel like I'm sitting over there, yeah, and I'm, I'm practically okay. on the ground. See that on my ass is much larger <laughs> than yours, and I've pushed it down. Uh-huh. But it also sounds really muffled. Mm. No, it's not. Oh, no, no I don't have my hearing aids in. That's what it is. The Queen is on the move, by the way. What? The Queen is on the move. Oh. She's being taken from Balmoral and she's travelling up through to or down. I don't know where Balmor- Balmoral is in the car. Travelling from? <coughs> yep. yep. <clears throat> so they've, they've got her on the move. Just, you know, a, a, a moment there. To tell everyone. Just Is someone going to try and steal the body? Just in case there are royalists out there who, you know, want to know this information. So, oh, okay. Thank yeah. you for letting us know. Thank Do you. you have a better story than that for us? Um, <laughs> well, look, it's, it's a story. And as we said before, we started, she did serve the country. She um, did. Right up until the very end. She, so. Two days before she died, she was out there working. Yep, yep. So, I mean, you've got to give it to her. And she was a female. This, this is female, female empowerment in a time where still, um, you know, it's not something that um, is that popular mm. for some people. Mm. Mm. So she just did it quietly. Um, I have a story from India. And uh, this comes from a mysterious universe. And um, they, oh, I like their podcast. They have an amazing podcast. These are two Aussie blokes that have just slaughtered it over the last couple of years. Yeah, they started well ahead of everyone else here yes. in Australia. Yeah. So some of the most haunted places in the world are those that are wreathed in pain and suffering. Some of these have such dark histories that they are often referred to as horror houses. And one of these lies in the country of India. India, the city of Hyderabad. Oh boy, Hyderabad is a vast, sprawling metropolis, the capital and largest city of the Indian state of Telangana. Telangana. Sorry. I should give up on these names. With a population of 6.9 million residents within, within the city limits and 9.7 million residents in the metropolitan region, it is a bustling hive of humanity sprawled out over 250 square miles. It's crowded streets constantly thrumming with activity day and night. Besides being known for its thriving film industry and its reputation as one of the main business capitals of India and a modern technologically advanced city, as well as a place for countless restaurants listed as a UNESCO creative city and uh, oh, wow. of, of gastron- gastronomy. No, I think it's probably uh, gastro. <laughs> Here one can also find historic ruins among the modernity and if one looks, they can also find some of the most haunted places in the country. One of these is a nondescript house that despite its rather mundane appearance holds a dark history and possibly evil 
supernatural <gasps> forces. That sounds like our sort of place, Renata. Now, nestled within the city colony of Kundanbar <laughs> and located in a lane adjacent to St Francis Degree College is a rather plain-looking house tucked away off the street that looks like many others around it and is the kind of place one could walk right on by without even noticing it. In September of 2002, a local petty thief by the name of Muhammad Sajid was caught breaking into the home. But when police tried to inform the family who lived there, no one was home at the time. The police waited several days for the family that lived there to come back. And during this time, the thief admitted that there were three dead bodies (gasps) within the house that he had seen when he had robbed it. And they were still waiting for the family to come home. Yes. (laughs) He had not killed them, but had been afraid that he would be blamed if he were to tell police. Hence his resistance to admit it from the beginning. With this shocking new development, an an investigation would begin and things would get very weird and sinister indeed. When police let themselves into the home, they found three dead bodies lying naked and prone on a dust-covered bed in a filthy room littered with trash and crawling with rats, their clothes removed and carefully folded up next to them. Their bodies were identified as a 56-year-old woman, by the na- oh God, by the name of here we go, here we go. Jaya Prada and her two young daughters. The bodies were thought to have been there for months and were too decomposed to adequately determine the cause of death. So it's the father and two daughters. No, mother and, and mother two and two daughters. Mm-hmm. But a bottle of strange black fluid next to the bed was found to be poison, and so it was surmised that they had died from that possibly in a group suicide. There was no sign of the husband of the woman and it was at first thought that he might have been murdered, that he might have murdered his family. But there were a few clues to go on and when the authorities questioned the neighbours, things would get even stranger. According to the neighbours, the husband had left his family many months before, one day just leaving for work as usual and never coming back. His wife and his two daughters had continued to live there, but they gradually became reclusive and began displaying some very odd behaviour. This reminds me of the Chunderwatt family. Yeah. Neighbours said the family would light candles at midnight and walk around their house, and there could sometimes be heard arcana chanting and other strange noises (laughs) coming from the house at all hours. They also oddly laid out a line of rocks across their driveway for reasons unknown. And when the family started hanging what looked like bottles of blood on their balcony, rumours began to spread that they were practising black magic. They also had the habit of driving their car just a short walking distance in order to throw away their trash. Curiosity seekers would try to get close to the house to take a peek inside. But every time they did, they were chased off by the mother wielding an axe or a knife. Indeed, it would turn out that there had been several complaints filed with the police of the family causing problems and disturbing the peace. Pretty weird so far, but it gets even weirder. Oh, really? When neighbours were told that the family had likely died six months before, there was confusion. 
While some of the neighbours admitted that they had not seen the family since around June, others claimed that the family had been going about their odd behaviour and rituals up until quite recently and that the lights were often left on in the house and they could be seen moving about within the residence and on the veranda. This was odd in that not only was the family dead, but had been found to have been dead since March, not June. But the electricity had been cut due to no bills being paid months before. So how could those lights have been on? And who was in there carrying out occult rituals, hanging blood on the balcony and chasing people off with an axe? Also, considering the humid hot weather at that time of the year and the decomposing bodies, how had no one noticed what should have been a pretty repugnant stench? Should have stinky-winky on that one. No one had a clue. The news made the rounds in India and caused a media sensation all over the country and drew in droves curiosity seekers looking to see ghosts. Many of these people would break into the abandoned building or cause mischief throughout the neighbourhood. It got so bad that neighbours began hiring security guards and one resident would say of it, youths during the wee hours stand in front of the house hooting, clicking photographs and throwing stones at it. We have rung up the police several times who arrive and take the troublemakers into custody. We have found to, we have to spend our own money and hire guards to drive the crowds away. The nuisance is more during weekends. Many come in on two-wheelers or in four-wheelers. They spend hours in front of the house. Police have also set up barricades and station patrols there to ward away these would-be ghost hunters. With much of it being driven by eyewitness accounts of paranormal phenomena at the house, posted on social media. This made the authorities even go as far as to plaster signs on the house assuring everyone that it was not haunted and that such stories were just law and urban legends. Nevertheless, stories continued to make the rounds from people claiming to have heard chanting or screaming from the house or having seen shadow apparitions roaming about it. It is all pretty strange to be sure and is one of these cases where it is unsure where reality begins and an urban legend finishes. The fact that the family in the house did die is not really in dispute and was widely reported in reputable news sources in India. Yet, how much of the rest is true and is it really haunted? It is hard to say. But for now, the weed-choked property with its locked gate continues to be visited by ghost hunters and curiosity seekers, and it has gone on to gain a reputation as one of the most haunted places in India. Oh, I like that story, Renata. Mm. That was fabulous. Where did you find that one? On Mysterious Universe. On oh, Mysterious Universe. Sorry, yes. I did get hear that a bit. I told you I'm not with it today. Oh. I'm a little bit tired. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the studio. Of course, you're listening to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And look, every time I hear Kate Bush, it just takes me back to my 20s. Yeah, it takes me back to Baskerville Hall every oh, time. Yeah, that, that was on continual loop, all of those songs, yeah. for years in my life. So um, they bring back a lot of memories. Favourite of my husband's as well. He does like a bit of Kate Bush. Mm. He likes a bit of Bush, he does. Does he? He does, yeah. 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 Anyway, won't go there. Hi, husband, how are you? He's missed me, but he's uh, 
deserved to miss me since he had his holidays cancelled. Just saying, John, you owe me big time. Uh, so, guess what time it is? It's... Your Paranormal time. Treasure Treasure! Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to make up a jingle or something to go with that. Mm-hmm. So this is where Anne trawls the interwebs, particularly eBay and Etsy, those delicious places that sell all things wonderful, ooky, spooky and mm. just plain weird. And I try to find an item that is currently for sale out there in the world that claims to be haunted. And our job here is to listen to the description and determine whether this is paranormal trash or paranormal treasure. Now, let me start by saying this is currently available on eBay and the heading reads, warning, real, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Dibook, box, demonic, entity, paranormal, dibook, devil, box. <laughs> So that's that's for the... Um, SEO? SEO. Yeah, they're hitting the yeah. SEO on that one. So... Um, Current, I'll, I'll, I'll save the price for the end. Mm-hmm. So it says rare and not a joke like most on eBay. This box is from the 60s. The box was created by a satanic high priest. Now, this is where I was talking about in the description. Would you open Beverly's box? Yes. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. So it was created by a satanic high priest, Beverly's husband, that I will explain. <laughs> I will explain more in depth in the listing. (laughs) That performed the ritual with Uh others in the catacombs. Yes, which which I don't know. It's just some catacomb somewhere in the 1970s. You can hear the box is filled with items. Not sure what exactly is in the box and not responsible if you open it. Do not open it. You will be warned many times in this listing. (laughs) I personally have no ties to the box other than buying the lot of items and rehoming them. During a session with the box, an unknown entity stated there is bones, gold, doll and something bothersome but won't mention due to ebay policy was inside (laughs) god i love these descriptions so much i cannot be near this box it causes severe anxiety and a lot of tension i actually wish i didn't have to part with this box as it is museum quality as i was told by my local oddity shop i do like this box in the sense (laughs) you can tell it's authenticity and not something thrown together to make a joke of the occult. Now, I did put a picture up if you want to play the game. It is on the uh, Newcastle Live uh, radio group page. I'm checking this out right now. There's there's some – it's very quality. It's obviously from the 60s. It's not a rip-off, Renata. Anyway, let me keep reading while you're looking that up so you can describe to people what it looks like in a second. Oh, my God. What a piece of rubbish oh, this d- is. Excuse me. How can you make a judgment? The box measures roughly nine by five by five. They don't say what. Just um, Oh, no. no. It could be testicles. It could oh. be anything. I, I really wish I was more equipped to care for this box as it is a wonderful addition to any collector's collection, actually making it the star of the show. However, they ate 
the spilling starts to go downhill. I think the alcohol must have kicked in by now. Uh, isn't the case. I purchased a lot of occult items from a state sale over two years ago from an old woman named Beverly in her late 70s moving back to Romania where she was born and oh, raised. It's oh, Beverly. Beverly what the a- Romanian. <laughs> My That's left foot. That's such a Romanian oh, name. It sure is. When we were in Romania, there were so many Beverly's, <laughs> I was just shocked. Oh, the, the phone book just was page <laughs> after page Little, of Beverly. Yeah. Um, so, so where she was born and raised, after losing her husband, she was uncertain as to what to do with the huge collection of items she and her husband had accumulated. I have always been drawn to paranormal occult ritual items. I have had a lot of good experiences with the items as well as horrific experiences. I remember picking up a box containing the Devil's Dollhouse and some other item. That's when, that's when Satan gets bored. He plays with Barbie in the dollhouse. Oh. Um, some other items when I first met Beverly at her estate sale or estate sell as they put. When I approached Beverly, she immediately grabbed the box away and in a very stern voice said, that box isn't for sale. This is my best Romanian accent I've got. It's terrible. Thank you. Where did you get that? I replied by telling her it was laying next to her storage building and I was very, very interested in it. Mm. I was walking away so disappointed when she yelled for me to come back and explain why I would try and purchase such an evil box of items all while grinning and laughing. I was so puzzled as to what was going on and replied, I'm not actually sure. My first impression of Beverly... Well, she was old and not in her right mind (laughs) and just to overlook her. She told me the price and I agreed, grabbed the box, paid and left. Several days later, I found myself returning to her home and asking what was behind the items of some horrible things were happening in my home. She invited me in and told me, (coughs) see, the devil's got me already. She invited me in and told me the gentle version of the actual story, the items I'd taken home. She informed me that her and her husband were heavily involved in the occult and the items had demonic entities to to shirud to 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 damn soul. I think they meant to say tortured, oh, but right, we've got T O U R C H E R E D. We'll just okay. throw a few more tortured, vowels in yeah, just tortured, in case. Yeah. Um, damn souls and incantations on very powerful demons. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> she asked me if I was scared, and I quickly answered somewhat. She told me to follow her out of her shed, and I. Did just that. I'm glad she's got, a, you know, a museum piece in a shed. Yeah. Never mind. When she opened the shed door, I felt fear like no other in my life, but at the same time an attraction to the shed's contents. Ah. As we approached the stacks of boxes, I she love asked. A good shed. Oh, I know, a, a, a <laughs> shed of oddi- oddities. <laughs> um, as we approached the stacks of boxes, she asked if I would be willing to impur- to purchase her entire collection. Oh, throw me that money, yes. Without even thinking about it, I agreed. Yes. I bet she'd been feeding him polinka. <laughs> 
We had many long-distance chats over the years about almost every item before her passing in March of 2022. Our last time talking before she passed was a very different conversation. She told me her husband was actually a high-ranking satanic member and some of the items I'd gotten from her needed to be rehomed to people that understood the dangers and could overcome the chance of demonic possession since they were tied to the occult. Beverly, see, not everything in... The occult is anything to do with Satan and the demonic. I just anyway, um, <laughs> don't don't start me. Uh, Beverly was a different kind of person and taught me more than I'd ever imagined and showed me things I don't believe. Oh, oh she's flashed her boobies at him. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you these items are real, unlike many others on eBay. Oh, look, I just take their word for it. I warn you now, as I had to learn a very hard lesson using a Using a pendulum is okay. Under no circumstances should you use a Ouija board to contact the entities. Pendulums are safe. It's Here okay. We go. Yes. Under no circumstances should mm-hmm. you ever leave the items out for others to play with or touch. Mm. You never trust or try. Oh, the lights are flashing in the studio. <laughs> you never trust or try to release the entities. They yeah, aren't going to be friendly me. if you do. Many of the items I'm selling aren't kept in my home due to my fear of them. Yeah, flashing lights and the horror they create when I'm around them. Most of the demonic entities have been found bound to the items unwillingly. I have a local oddity shop that I use to look over the items before I list them. The owner makes me an offer of what he will pay and I start my auctions off there. I feel this is the best way for me and the items. I personally just want the items in there correct homes built there t-h-e-r-e yep and feel this way will go where they're destined very rarely will i sell something straight out unless i feel you're the chosen one uh, how much is this item um i know it does have uh, two bids on it oh let's say 65 dollars. it's 109 <gasps> us oh, see if if it was you know, a little bit less, I'd go for it. Yeah, but it's, it's, um, yeah, yeah nah. Paranormal trash yeah, or no. treasure? Oh, trash. Trash, as. trash. Trash as. <laughs> All right, we're going to a song. This is The Searchers. I almost said Ooh. The Seekers. Love potion number nine. Yeah, most of our listeners aren't old enough to remember this, but anyway, here we go. Crystals, spells, moon cycles and more. Christy from Spells and Spirits takes you through different aspects of magic. It's time for Christy's Magical Moments on Spooky Sundays. Oh. <laughs> that just lifts your spirits, doesn't, doesn't it? it? So much better than Christy's magical G-spot. Oh, it's still like Even a G-spot. Even though it is still magical, all right? It's still magical. <laughs> Welcome, Ms. Christy, to the studio. And uh, what is the topic for today? I know we've got we've got a bit of a series going on. Yep. So Boy. what are we talking about tonight? We're going to charm something. Or charm. Ooh. Yes. Or, to be more correct, put an enchantment on something and make it charm. Yes. Yes. We're ready. So I hope everyone's doing okay with Mercury Retrograde full nope. moon. No. Nope. <laughs> no. So let's just press on and put a plastic smile on our face. Yep. <laughs> We're not even going to go there. <laughs> so just to recap, a charm is something that we use to, like a lucky charm. Mm-hmm. Then we had amulet, 
which are Amulet It Go. Remember that one? Ah, yes. yes. Amulet It Go. Talismans for manifesting. Yes. doing charms. Now, it can be any item of your choosing that is small enough to carry with you, whether you want to pop it in your pocket, your handbag, in your bra, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Or or a piece of jewellery, a coin, something like that. So there's many, 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 many different ways to do it, and they're handed down for generations and generations from a lady called Beverly. No. <laughs> <laughs> she gets it in Beverly's box. Good old Beverly. Oh, I know, right? The Romanian. <laughs> such, a, such a Romanian name, Beverly. Well, my Romanian ancestor, Beverly, told me this. <laughs> I'm actually going to change the title of that segment to Beverly the Romanian Demonic Box Box. <laughs> So whatever your item is So I'm just going to go through I don't know about 10 different ways that you can um, I guess enchant something You can make it a charm for yourself So first of all All of these are going to be based On your intent So what do you want this charm for To bring you luck in money Love, health, friendship You know all of those things Mm -hmm. So We have to think with the intent of having some knowledge of things that correspond, whether it's crystals, colours, herbs, those sort of things. Mm -hmm. So we can also do without all of those things and just actually use ourselves, but Mm -hmm. I'll get to going through some of them. So one of the first ways you can do it is surround your item with crystals corresponding to the intent that you want. So Mm -hmm. say you wanted a a charm to take travelling with you, I would probably do a ring or a pendant that I could wear with me all the time, and I would surround that with adventure ring because that's a really good crystal for travel, but it's also a good crystal for, for some money and that as well, mm-hmm. which you want lots of when you go travelling. Absolutely. And the other one is, next one, you can actually surround it with the herbs of the corresponding intent. So again, if you wanted... To enchant something for love, you might want to have like maybe a little love heart um, medallion or pendant, and you could surround that with red rose petals to correspond with the intent of what you wanted to. Beautiful. So you can also place the item in a jar, and witches love their jars. We do. Um, and fart in yep, it. And <laughs> fill it up with the jury. Hey, that's my next business. <laughs> I'm going to find ghosts, and I'm going to get this close to the this. Put that demon in that bottle. Yeah. And sell them for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Sorry, we, we just very quickly squirreled. Yes, I know. Whee! All right. So you could also place your item in front of a candle and meditate on your intent. So that's a really good way to really infuse your charm with your own personal yep. um, intent. You can also anoint the item with oil, um, any sort of charged water or a crystal elixir um, that corresponds to your intention. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of my favourites and something that I do all the time is hold the item in my hand and visualise it filling with the appropriate energy. Nice. So for me, I think about what I want, I feel it because that's the main part of manifesting and then I focus that into 
whatever the charm is. Mm-hmm. Well, Robert's just made a comment here too. You can get someone to put intent into the jewellery too, something that he does when he's shaping and polishing stones because uh, Robert works with uh, uh, yes. crystals and, and uh, gems. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the same way that I make all my F off sprays as well is that I do really focus on the intent of what that's going to bring to whoever purchased it. Yeah. So I don't just whack him in there while, like, you know, I'm watching episodes of Deadly Women. I, um... Really... <laughs> 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 no, that would be... Well... I keep no. getting these screenshots of me coming to me all the time. <laughs> it's not a bad show for that that spray, but anyway. Sometimes it's therapeutic. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> all right. Um... And again, hold the item in your hand and speak your in- intent aloud to it. Uh-huh. If we're, we're going to cover this, and I keep saying that we're going to, but we are going to cover sigils. Mm-hmm. So you can ask the sigil to keep near the item and you can pop it in an envelope. Um, so, you know, it has time to, um, you know, absorb and be with that energy. Yes. Um, again, you can simply write your intention on a piece of paper and keep it in an envelope with the item that you want to charm. Now, this one's really interesting. You can pair the item with the corresponding runestone or tarot card and pop it in an envelope. Yes. So I actually have done this before when I have um, specifically wanted to work for something. Yes. Um, that I have, that the tarot card that, to me, had that meaning to, of that person. Mm-hmm. And that was um, my visual to work towards. Actually, um, spell work with tarot cards is really cool. It is. Yeah. You should do a workshop on that. I should. <laughs> That's what? a good idea. Yeah. Write that down. All right. Because we don't remember things when we say <laughs> No. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what I'm talking about tonight, but here we go. Yeah. No. Um, but you can also take the item and put it in the box with other items. So this is where you can bring your whole witchcraft kit into play. You can put crystals in there, herbs in there. You can put other talismans or amulets in there. Mm-hmm. You can put a candle in there, sprinkle oil on it, whatever you want to do. But, wow. yeah, you can put all of it in a box and <coughs> you all that. And a full moon is fabulous to be doing this stuff at in, isn't it? If you're in the right headspace for it, yeah. <laughs> Yes. yes, yes. Well, we all Sometimes are. We're right. I, I walk past my crystals and I go, full moon out there. <laughs> and I yeah. tell them no. Go, go recharge. Get off your ass. Go do something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> get out there. Now, the last one I'm going to cover is you can actually bury the item in the soil yes. with the herbs or the crystals that match your intent. Um, But just be really mindful of if you're using salt, don't ever put it on your soil or the grass or the earth because salt will stay in that soil and nothing will grow there. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to be doing that. (laughs) And the last one is you can pass the item through incense smoke that matches your intent. Now, I'm not a fan of that because I really feel that um, passing things through smoke is more of a cleansing Yes. Thing I would more tend to do that with like an amulet rather than an enchanter charm. Yes. But that's just my belief. If you think smoking it's going to be the best thing for it, go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we used to get a bit carried away with our um, our uh, 
what is stuff we used to burn. We'd say, we're burning shit. We'd put mm. the charcoal on and we'd be chucking stuff on. We'd be setting off the smoke alarms and then yeah, coughing the, up a storm afterwards. There are a lot of um, beautiful uh, abundance herbs that you could yes. burn a little bit. So, yeah, I, c- I could yeah. see that happening, yeah. Yeah. So awesome. that is enchanting a charm. So awesome. Everything you own. <laughs> yeah, everyone has homework this week. You're you're to go and create a charm and um, enchant it. Tonight's a really good night, and um, yeah, let's let's see what happens. Yeah. Take a picture. Yes. yes. Take a picture. Absolutely. And send it into zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six so we can show everyone. Yeah. Now we'll describe it to everyone. Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually going to go home and make some. I've got all the stuff ready. It's yeah. all been set out uh, in the moonlight, yeah. and I'm making a few tonight. I'm going to go home and go to bed. <laughs> You're no fun. No, I'm boring. Oh. I'm tired. Honey, Anne's tired tonight. <laughs> thank you, lovely. Yeah, thank you, Crispy. Christy. You're welcome. When are you going to come into studio? The last Sunday of every month. Yes. Ah. All right. Okay. Can't I'll wait. see you on Wednesday night. Yes. Oh, you yes. We're yes. working. We're at uh, Messages from Spirit at the Wyong uh, Milk Factory this coming Wednesday night, and there are still a couple of tickets left, which is very unusual. Mm. So if you want to come and see Auntie Anne and Auntie Renata and Cousin Crispy at the Wyong Milk Factory, we will be doing our Message from Spirit show there with the Chocolate Wheel of Fate and Renata's tar- tarot cards. I can't talk. And uh, our Oracle cards where I make crap up. So it's a fun night. It's a lot. It's a hoot. Yes. And there's awesome chicken palmies there. Oh, yeah. really good chicken palmies. Yeah. We need to go yeah. to a song. Thank you, Christy. Bye, Christy. Bye. Bye. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Welcome back for our last minutes of the show this week and we have a very busy week ahead. We've got to catch up on some recording. Yeah, because we actually don't have anything recorded for True Hauntings for this week. Yes. We're out. But we're ready. We're ready. ready. We've got the show ready to record. So all we need to do is um, record it. And I want to give a shout out to Sky this week for her song selections. Yeah, Um, everyone's liked it, Sky. Yeah, we've had some comments on the island one particularly that people haven't heard before and they said how much they enjoyed it. Yeah. And I did too. It was beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we have a special tour on Tuesday night at Maitland mm-hmm. Jail, um, yep. which we are going to be doing. And uh, then we have Wednesday night with the uh, Messages from Spirit at Wyong Milk Factory. Yep. Uh, then we have a big tour on Saturday night well, at Tommy House. Thursday free tarot show. Yeah, Thursday night's free tarot from 8.30 to 9.30 on Anne and Renata Frightfully Good. And on Saturday night we have our sold out Tommy House tour. So unfortunately, if you haven't bought tickets, you won't be able to get any at this point in time unless we have some vacancies come up because of illness. um, And we will post that up um, on Newcastle Ghost Tours. And remember, do not buy tickets from anyone else other than Renata uh, on Newcastle Ghost Tours or Frightfully Good because sometimes people say, oh, we've got tickets to sell. Uh, Contact me if you want them. And uh, they're scammers. So Mm. please, we always ask our people if they have tickets that they need to sell on that they come to us and we will move them for them if we can. Mm-hmm. And don't forget our Halloween events went live yesterday uh, and we've 
about half sold on those tickets on yeah. both events. We have an all-nighter on the 28th of uh, October. It's a Friday night. Friday night through to Saturday morning. And then we have Halloween night, our very special Halloween. Ooh. First time we're doing it on Halloween 31st of October. Yes. Um, from 8 to 11, three hours of connecting spirit with the spirit communi- world. Yeah, spirit communication. I can't wait. Mm. But we are leaving you now with another song that I have never heard of, yeah. so I'm really keen to hear this one. Thank you, Sky, and um, we hope you have a wonderful, safe, and fabulous week ahead, everyone, and that um, you are back with us next Sunday, same time, same place, with Anne and Renata on Spooky Sundays. And remember, stay spooky. Yeah, and we'll see you on the dark side. And. Stay frightfully good. Be frightfully good. (laughs) Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.